What You Missed on Weekend Mornings with Jason Dacey. As you know, we uh, talk about the beautiful game, usually uh, with Neil Humphreys, our uh, friendly author. But we have another author in the house. It's Shamini Flint, who uh, is well known for her many books uh, for children and also the Inspector Singh Investigate series. Great to have your money, FM. Thank you, Jason. Great to be here. We're going to talk a lot about your career later on and, of course, uh, some of the interesting things that you're doing uh, with the potential TV series and new books and all that kind of thing. But uh, first things first, you're a Manchester United fan from a long time back. Uh, you, of course, grew up in Malaysia. You were educated in the UK and you've been in Singapore for many years working here. And, we're, and you're a Man United fan, as we mentioned. And Man United are playing Liverpool in the International Champions Cup in Michigan late tonight. And there's a war of words kind of a war of words, a psychological mind game between Jurgen Klopp and Jose Mourinho ahead of this match. Yeah, I'm very concerned about United this season, I have to say. I mean, I know there's a lot of concern about Mourinho being perhaps not the man he used to be, but I think he's actually a perfect fit for Manchester United because they're both completely past it. The team's past its glory days and Mourinho is past its glory days. He seems to be in a state of panic even before the season starts. You don't mind game Klopp before a friendly when half your players are missing. You you plan for the future. You you decide who your team is. You think about how to bring the best out of Pogba. You, yeah, I feel that he's fighting from a position of weakness, which is not what you want to see for United. I mean, some people would say that there's pressure on Jose Mourinho this season to win the title, given the money that he's spent. But he's turned the tables on Klopp and spoken about he's spent 200 million, you know, since January on different players. Uh, is Jose feeling the pressure, do you think? I think he is because he spent a lot of money, but you're not seeing results in the team. I mean, he spent, I, I would say probably his biggest success is Lukaku, who at least occasionally puts the ball in the net and was a star at the World Cup. Mm. But now he's planning to buy Harry Maguire. Yeah. Are we not overwhelmed with centre-backs? Isn't the problem further up the field? But didn't they say that they've barely made any defensive signings uh, since Sir Alex Ferguson left? I think at one point it was the same back four from Sir Alex Ferguson's era four or five years before. Well, they've got Luke Shaw. They've got that chap that's just come from Bayern. I mean, I don't think that's... They've got Bailey. Yeah, Bailey. Yeah. I don't think that's entirely true. No, but they've got some new players, but they've still got a lot of the core of the old, uh, the old guys, haven't they? Well, surely isn't that about having either bought the wrong players or failed to bed them in properly? How can we still be playing Ashley Young and Valencia? They are not young anymore. <laughs> They're converted wingers yeah. playing as wingbacks. Yeah. Ashley Young wasn't good enough for United 10 years ago at his prime. Mm. <laughs> the idea that he's still a first-choice player. And Fellaini? Yeah. Um, well, he didn't do too badly in the World Cup. He did uh, did some good things for Belgium when he came off the bench and, you know, shaped, shook things up, didn't he? Well, that's because he's in an extremely talented team where a little bit of muscle, donkey muscle, if you like, is not the worst thing for a team. But mm. United bring him on when we need to score a late goal from a corner. I mean, how did that ever happen? You see, I, I'm too old to care about actual results. I just care that the beautiful game looks like the beautiful game. And... A Mourinho-Manchester United side does not look like a Manchester United side. Yeah, that's a very good point. And a lot of people say that he was never the right fit for Manchester United because of his defensive you know, uh, strategies, the way he played with Chelsea was counter-attacking. And this is not the Manchester United way. You, you've been a Manchester United fan for, I think, 40 years. I mean, talk about uh, the way Manchester United have played football traditionally and the way they're playing now with Mourinho. Well, first of all, I'd like to take issue with the fact that you've mentioned that I'm a Manchester United fan for 40 years because although it's true, I don't need the entire radio <laughs> listening world to know how old I am. Um, From when you were in the womb. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, it, I mean, it makes me 
really, really sad to see the way United set up now. Because if you remember our heyday with gigs running on or with Paul Scholes picking out a, a, the perfect cross or with Beckham crossing first time, it's, it's, we just don't play that sort of football anymore. And when we buy in players who could play that sort of football, for whatever reason, they don't seem to settle. And I think it's partly we don't know what their best positions are. And why don't we, if we're a coach and watch, watch them week in, week out training? I mean, is Rashford a winger or a striker? Is Lingard a number 10 or a winger or a false number nine? Or I don't know. Mm. Mourinho doesn't know. Mm-hmm. And yes, I do think he was a poor fit because if you look at the old Chelsea teams, even when they were having that astonishing success, they were extremely dull to watch. They were. You know, were. you had your Drogba and now we've got our Lukaku. We've just forgotten about the other 10 players. Yeah, so is uh, Manchester United in a position to challenge uh, the noisy neighbours from across town, the Manchester City, the defending champions? Because that it, that won't go down well if Mourinho again is outshone by Guardiola in the upcoming season. We don't have a creative centre mid of quality. It was the same failing England had in the World Cup and it's the same failing with Manchester United. If you don't have someone like a Modric or a David Silva... You cannot, or De Bruyne, you cannot compete against the top teams anymore because football is a physical, tight game with barely any space. And you need a player whose touch is perfect and whose vision is perfect to thread that ball through. Do you know that against Belgium in the third, fourth match in the World Cup, I watched it thinking about the fact that England didn't have a creative midfielder. For 60 minutes of that game, they did not play a through ball from the midfield. That's stunning, isn't it? Yeah, it's all Mm. wide cross, Mm. wide cross, backwards, sideways. No incisive through ball. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a failure of basic football management. And, you know, Mourinho's put the pressure here on Jurgen Klopp saying you've spent the money, you've got to win the title this year. When you look at the way these two gentlemen operate, they're very different, aren't they? Very different personalities, similar ages, but uh, I guess Mourinho's a bit older. But um, Klopp seems to be beloved, whereas Mourinho is kind of tolerated. Klopp is a genuinely inspirational character. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not a Liverpool fan. I still giggle quietly to myself when I think of Steven Gerrard in that almost championship winning when he slipped team, over. When he slipped over, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I'm, 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 right. I'm quite bitter and twisted about Liverpool, <laughs> and yet I do love the way Klopp seems to kick every ball mm. with the chaps on the pitch. I mean, he's he's bleeding for them on the sidelines, and it's 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 inspirational. You know, you can't you can't argue with a man who who cares that much. And he seems to bring out the best in his team because, I mean, some of the performers who have performed for Liverpool were not people you necessarily expected to be that good. Mm. So that must be about the manager, right? And the personalities, do you think the fact that Klopp is so likeable and so charismatic and, you know, he's smiling and pumping his fist there at Anfield, does that allow him more slack than someone like Mourinho who people are kind of getting a bit tired of and the way he's playing football? Yes, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It's not a personality contest. It's mm-hmm. about you're paid I mean, to Mourinho do a job. wouldn't win if it was a personality well, it would, Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. I mean, to be honest, I'm not sure I would either. So I don't yeah. want to play that game. Yeah. But it is about results. Mm. And Klopp, I think, you know, all the smiling and yelling and wearing silly glasses aside, is going to have to produce at least a team performance as good as last season because he came, sort of gave away the Champions League final. I mean, mm. it was a bit of a disaster. It was, yeah. Um and, I mean, I know Mo Salah getting injured was, was bad. It didn't but help. Carius was the worst thing. And if he did have concussion, I don't understand how the medical staff put him back out. And if he didn't, I don't understand how they went into a final with a goalkeeper of that quality. Yeah. So either way, it's a management decision, mm. coaching decision at that point. Yeah. Um, if he can't coax the same level of performances out of Mo Salah this year, 
it could be it could be a problem. This might have been the year they needed to cash in, sort of like Leicester needed to cash in on their big players, mm. you know, the season after rather than pretending they could do it twice. And when you saw the video of uh, Alex Ferguson this week, uh, you know, sort of thanking the, the doctors, and uh, w- how did you feel as uh, when we look back at what he did for Manchester United and how close he was to saying goodbye to us? Oh, I mean, when he first had the brain hemorrhage, I, I, I was gutted. I mean, I know he's not the manager anymore, and he wouldn't win a personality contest either. No, you know, but he was, the, he was the, the old famous hat Ryan and stuff. Yeah. But what a, what an extraordinary personality, and what an extraordinary history, and what an extraordinary career he's had. And how my daughter is actually named after Alex Ferguson. Is that right? Because Sasha is the Russian abbreviation for Alex. So, so you named your daughter Sasha after Alex Ferguson because yes. of that um, love of Manchester United. Yes, it was either that or get the entire first eleven tattooed onto my back. <laughs> And on balance, I thought that I'd let my daughter carry the burden. Right, right. So looking ahead to the season, what's your prediction for where Manchester United will finish, where Liverpool will finish, and who the champions will be? Putting on the spot here. Okay, City first, Liverpool second, United struggling for Champions League place. But getting in there. (sighs) Fingers crossed. You know, I almost wonder whether they need to do sufficiently badly that we start again. I know we've been starting again. This is our third start again after Ferguson. David Moyes. David Moyes. Oh, my goodness. Yes. But I almost think we're back to clean slate time. Right. Right. All right. We'll talk more with uh, Shamini Flint a bit later on here on Weekend Mornings.